I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. February 9, 2021. Eating 23 pounds of pizza. The Gentleman Thief. Societies that are not secret. Cryptocurrency, and, getting triggered. This, is, awesome, today. Awesome Today is a daily show, even though it technically isn't every day. It is barely edited and sometimes offensive. It is a good show. Some might even call it awesome. If you are friends with someone who doesn't think this show is awesome, you deserve better friends. I have no makeup on. I'm humiliated. I always am, for one reason or another. (laughs) Feels right. (laughs) Hi. And hello. We're back. I included all of that. Just this is me, future me, talking to present you. I just included all of that. Are you doing that? Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> You're fortunate that I'm not including some of the other things that you say off camera. The mystique would be burst as a birthday balloon. Yes. Which we are recently familiar uh-huh. with. We've had so many balloons and so many birthdays. Over half of our children, which is three out of five, so that's over half, right? Yes. Over half of our children have birthdays within the span of 10 days. So it's yeah. birthday palooza right now. All the cake, all the achy tummies. Yeah. Yep. Well, today's February 9th. Yeah, it is. Thank goodness. It is National Pizza Day. Well, we've had a lot of it lately. We have. We had, that was the requested feast for the twins' birthday. And also, <clears throat> Paul, Daisy even wanted it for, well, it wasn't exactly hers. It was when her friend, right, came, her friend over. came over. Right, her friend came over. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, we've had a lot of pizza. We've had a lot of pizza. Um, and that's, by the way, why there wasn't a Monday episode, because the day of recording was the day of birth celebration. That's right. And we were just like, it's too much to do all this in one day. Some of our Awesome Today fam even posted in the group, happy birthday to yes. our twin men. Thank you for that. That was so thoughtful. Indeed. Well, there are plenty of things to argue about in terms of what makes for the best pie. Mm. 
That's not what I'm here for. No, I've never been invested in that part of the pizza eating. I, at a, at, for a time, I would have, but uh, like so many other things that we've discussed in the past, I'm really reaching the point on a lot of things in life where my opinion is the best, whatever, the best slice of pizza is the one in your hand Hell that you enjoy eating. yes. So have at it. Yes. But I will share some pizza facts. Okay, let's hear them. Gotta have them. Tell me everything. Pepperoni. It's the most popular. 36% of all pies ordered. That is our son Max's favorite. Yep. He even, this time, this is a big step for him, delved into just eating pepperoni straight off of the pizza. He's never done that before. He found it to be spicy. Well, he's a sensitive soul. <laughs> but he does love that pepperoni pizza. Yes. In the U.S., annually, 4 billion pizzas are sold. 3 billion fresh, 1 billion frozen. That's a lot of frozen pizza. That's the worst pizza. That's if it's, what, 2 pounds of pizza? That's 2 billion pounds of crap? That's the worst pizza. Who's eating that much pizza? Um, You know what? I will. Yeah, that's true. I don't mind. In fact, I'm when I'm in the mood and don't want to wait, I'll even just heat it in the microwave and have a soggy crap bag of a pizza. You mean from the freezer to the microwave? Yep. No, that's wrong. That's the wrong way. Sometimes big boy gets hungry. <laughs> Gosh, I'm going to have nightmares tonight about freezer to microwave pizza. <laughs> in the U.S., 17% of all restaurants are pizzerias. There's so many pizzerias That's around something. us. Locally owned, not even chain pizzas. Mm -hmm. Just like locally owned pizza restaurants within, a, let's say, a five-mile radius of our house. So many. It's yes. not a bad thing. No. So long as you like their version of a pie. Mm -hmm. The first pizzeria in the world, Antica Pizzeria. I've probably mispronounced that whatever, opened in Naples, Italy in 1738. I salute you, Naples. Yeah. Well, the first U.S. opened pizzeria, 1895, in New York City, of course. Gennaro Lombardi is the name. Is it still open? I think so. Okay. I think so, but I wouldn't swear to it. Okay. Maybe one of our New York listeners will yes. chime in and say, no, or yes, you idiot. Okay, good. I like it when the Awesome Today fam calls us idiots. I think they do, just in a very soft language. I know, I'm not even kidding. I like it. It's like, mm -hmm. yeah, bring it. This one's a little disturbing. It's the last one. I saved it for last. The average person, the average American, in a year's time consumes 23 Pounds of pizza. Wow, per That's year. That's a lot per person. of pizza. That's a lot of pooping. <laughs> Just because pizza makes you poop doesn't mean it makes everyone poop. Look, that big glut of carbohydrate, starchy mass, it's got to move through. Let's have a poll. You're not digesting most of that. Does pizza make you poop or not poop? 23 pounds of poop at least. <laughs> that is a lot of pizza. That's a disturbing number. Yep. You're not wrong about that. All right, we have limited content in terms of topics, but not in terms of length today. That's so right. It's it's almost, it's not quite monogamous, but it's close. Monogamous? 
Right. Single topic. Oh, wow. That was good. Um, my show. brain's not firing all the way. Okay. I didn't sleep much last night. It's as true. you'll recall. Gustav was angry. Yeah. Well, yes. Snotty and angry. He hates snot. Yeah. Oh, it makes him so mad. So mad. I had to sit up with him most of the night. Anyway, it's 1947 on February 9th. Bank robber Willie Sutton. Remember the name Willie Sutton because it's going to bear out as the yes, story it does. unfolds. By the way, that's where we get Slick Willie from. Are you serious? Yes. Well, bank robber Slick Willie Sutton. Mm-hmm. Escapes from jail in Philadelphia on this day, 1947, you guys. Now, Slick Willie was born in 1901. Old school. Old school. His career as a bank robber spanned 40 years. That is four decades of robbing banks across the country. It was not contiguous. He was international? No, no. Oh. Those those years. They oh. Were, they were not all... They were not continuous. Clustered. Continuous? I like contiguous better. It's a fun word. Okay. I'm going to pretend like that was appropriate. Okay. Um, yeah. It was It was intermittent. Um, okay. So he had like some side jobs, some side hustles when he well, wasn't robbing banks. A side thing. It yeah. wasn't a job. Okay. It was called prison. <laughs> a side location. Yes. Well, so yeah, 40 years of robbing banks, during which he stole an estimated $2 million. That is not small change, even, and especially in the early 1900s. Right, right. Now, this despite having spent more than half of his adult life in prison, from which he did escape, not once, not twice, but three times, right. my friends, three right. times. It's like it's like he lived in New York and vacationed in Miami, uh-huh. Miami being the bank robbing, if you didn't make that Gotcha. Connection. Gotcha. Now, is that what earned him the nickname Slick Willie, that he could escape from jail prison so easily? No. Oh. Slick Willie was affiliated with the fact that he was quite the connoisseur of uh, disguises. <laughs> Loved them, in fact. And there was another nickname as well that escapes me now. I just remembered Slick Willie because that was one that we used not that long ago in the Clinton administration. Yes, and... Oh, I shouldn't say this out loud, but I'm doing it anyway. This is awesome today, fam. They don't care. <laughs> when you said quite the connoisseur. When you said quite the connoisseur, I swear to God, I thought you were going to say of lubricant. Okay. <laughs> he loved a good KY jelly sandwich. That's disgusting. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Oh, well, I spent a lot of time with you, and you have corrupted my fragile and innocent if female it mind. makes you feel better to lay that out as the cause yes. of your own perversion and dementia, <laughs> then that's fine. I'll take the hit. That's what I'm here for. All right. Well, Slick Willie Sutton was somewhat of a gentleman thief, claiming that while he did use guns... Yep. Even a Tommy gun. A Tommy gun, even. Mm-hmm. That's a serious one. To rob banks, they were never loaded as, quote, somebody might get hurt. That's right. I appreciate you, Willie. That was thoughtful of you. Now, Sutton was ultimately released from prison based on both his good behavior and his <laughs> he was, for lubricant. He, he loved a lubricant. He could slip right through those damn bars. Um, he was, he was, as it seems from reading everything, 
wildly charismatic. Okay. He was loved by everyone, and he always had a little tidbit of information on something. He was known for giving out legal advice. <laughs> really? um, the the head of the Gambino crime family, the original, and I can't remember his name in this moment. Um, he was a huge fan yeah. to the point even that for one of the arrests, there was this killed me. There was some guy who was a he had a profession. And then in his free time, he was a, an amateur detective. Okay. And he'd spotted Willie, tracked him down, helped get him arrested. And it so pissed off Gambino that without any input, uh, or the Gambino crime family, rather, yeah. without any input from Willie, they killed the guy. Oh, man. Yeah. That took a turn. Everybody loved Willie. Okay. So, yes, he was quite the charmer, and he did not want anyone getting hurt during these bank robberies. He was released based on good behavior and his diminishing health. Now, upon his release... He gave lectures on prison reform and consulted with banks on theft deterrent techniques. He even went so far as to make a television commercial for a bank who was offering a credit card that had picture identification on it as the cutting edge of security measures. That's right. A thief turned security consultant. I love it. I would guess he still robbed banks somewhere in there. Yes. Now, though, Just differently, I guess. Charging him for commercials. There we go. Who knows? Now, the historicity of this quote that we're about to share has been called into question. It is claimed that in an interview when asked why he robbed banks, like, why? Tell me, Hank, why do you dream? Yeah. Well, Slick Willie, why you rob them banks? He replied, because that's where the money is. Of course. Literally. Now, this quote has evolved into two things. You maybe have heard of Sutton's Law or the Willie Sutton Rule. Here's what this breaks down as. Sutton's Law is often invoked to medical students as a metaphor for emphasizing that the most likely diagnosis, the most likely answer is the correct one rather than wasting time and, and money investigating every conceivable possibility. You mm -hmm. go back to Sutton's Law. The thing that it seems like it is the most, the most obvious thing. It's where the money is. That's yeah. it. Now, the Willie Sutton rule is used in management accounting. It stipulates that activity-based costing should be applied where the greatest costs occur. I don't even know what that means, but basically that's where the greatest savings can be found. Well, you'd, you'd cost things out by acti well by thing within an activity mm -hmm. of great importance. Mm -hmm. uh, and so ultimately within those categories of things, you'd say, well, where's the most money being spent? This activity, then that's the one where savings would make the most stand to make the biggest percentage difference on the whole. Okay, gotcha. Well, the biggest dollar difference as it relates to percentage. Yeah. yeah. And if so you're, if you're spending $5 over here and you save 50%, you save $2.50, but you spend a million over here and save 1%. Yeah. Right? Follow? That's right. Yeah. I do. Willie gets it. Willie gets it. I get it. And that makes sense. It is the Willie Sutton rule. Now, in a later interview, because it's like, did he really say that? Maybe, maybe not. But in a, He says that he didn't. In a later interview, what he absolutely did say is that he robbed banks because he enjoyed it. He loved it. He found yes. his desire in life and he went after it. Yes. So he said, and this is a quote, I was more alive when I was inside a bank robbing it than any other time in my, in in my life. I enjoyed everything about it so much that one or two weeks later, I'd be out looking for the next job. He's the living embodiment of that ancient proverb. I think it's attributed to the Chinese that says, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your That's life. That's right. That's right. There was one instance where 
he was arrested in the process of getting ready to rob a bank. And once he got out, he went right back to the same bank. He used a different uh, course of entry into there. I think they came through skylights or something mm -hmm. um, or wind high up windows. But, yeah, couldn't couldn't get it out of his system. Got to scratch that bank robbing itch. <laughs> so thank you, Slick Willie Sutton. That was a delightful story. Uh, we raised it last to you, sir. Indeed. Well, story number two, 2013. Mm -hmm. It is the 900th anniversary, so that would make this the 908th anniversary mm -hmm. of You're the Knights of Malta. Mm, okay. This is not a short walk. Okay. Okay. I, I've summarized a lot, and I've skipped a lot. Do we need to buckle up or not buckle up? Uh you can just pull the shoulder strap over and act like you got the seatbelt okay. on. Yes, of course. You're, you just don't want to get pulled over. Okay. Um, yeah, we'd be here for a solid week if I wanted to walk through the entirety of this. Dang. It's a lot. There are volumes written okay. over all of this. So many episodes back, I don't know how many, but many, we mentioned that in antiquity it was somewhat of a life necessity, if at all possible, to make a pilgrimage to the Holy Land. Yes. And that that was not something easy. Mm, right, um, right, right, right. That's why within Catholicism and probably other places as well, you have, um, I just went blank. Stations, Stations of the Stations Cross. of the Cross, mm -hmm. which is a recreation of the Via Della Rosa. Yes. Um, the the El Camino, the all that stuff, right? The, the the Lord's journey, Jesus' yeah. journey through Jerusalem during his passion. Yes. And this oftentimes was exactly the path of pilgrimage to take from yes. wherever you came in Europe or elsewhere. You'd want to walk that path through yes. and get to the Holy Land. It's tough. Mm -hmm. And you didn't, you didn't do this in opulence. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes you would have on the worst of clothing. You'd leave all your, your wealth, your servants, your everything you had behind to get it done. Um, but you'd have to take a little to survive. And because of that, you were prime pickings for thieves and robbers. Mm -hmm. um, and then in later years, you were also absolutely at the mercy of the Muslims who pretty much hated everything about what you were trying to do. And we're in the midst of trying to... Fighting over the Holy Land. Yes, exactly. They Fighting owned it. The Somebody else owned it back and forth. Right, all right, that. right. Yes. Mm -hmm. So because of all of this, over the centuries... Many different chivalric orders were created, mm -hmm. each one with a different focus, providing some kind of aid or service to those who were on pilgrimage. And this was also then deeply intertwined with the Crusades that went on. It wasn't like a constant crusade. They no, were right. There were waves many, of crusades. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, I may very well not be fully polished on all of these facts, but I think... I'm close enough for the sake of conversation as we go here. One of the earlier, perhaps one of the earliest orders founded was the Knights Hospitaller. Oh, yes, I remember this. Okay. As one might deduce from their name, a major focus of theirs was providing treatment and care. They had a hospital yes. set up, uh, more than one over time, um, and for the pilgrims. Right? Mm -hmm. Now, loosely connected, but still independently acting, you have the Knights of Malta. Okay. Similar stuff. Um, a name that you are likely familiar with. How about the Knights Templar? Mm, you've been reading some Dan Brown, have you? Damn Brown. That's right. I said it with an MN. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> 
Now, amongst other things, because nobody has a, a soul, this is the only thing we do. It's like, here's our major, and we dabble in other stuff, right? Just like you try to go to the bank just to get some money withdrawn, and they try to get you a credit card. And oh, right. Of on course. and on and on. Yes. Um, so, among other things, they the Knights Templar were physical protection uh, as the pilgrims traveled, as well as they served as pioneers in the banking industry, mm. uh, taking on deposit and then providing money on the on the other end of the journey for pilgrims. Mm-hmm. Um, now, many times throughout history, those who would have their plans foiled in some way by a Catholic order, unable to conquer them outright up front, face-to-face, as it were, in the old style of fighting. Yeah. Um, they were able to successfully win a battle through a misinformation campaign. Okay, I can dig it. This They were like sort of the forerunners of uh, some CIA operations overseas. Everything that we see going on in our government is a repeat of things that have gone on in the past. I'm I, convinced of that. Yes. There is no original idea any longer. A bunch nothing, of copycatters. Nothing new under the sun, the writers of, writer of Ecclesiastes. That's right. And that was millennia ago. Mm-hmm. So such a campaign was launched against the Knights Templar. Horrible accusations made, went on and on and on. Like I said, we could go on for days about all of this. Um, When they were eventually disbanded, many, if not most, of those knights found a new home and place of service inside, hey, the Knights Templar, I'm sorry, the Knights Hospitaller or the Knights of Malta. Okay. Something very interesting about the Knights of Malta, different than any other order of which I'm aware, is that they are a sovereign military order. Their name, in fact, another name of theirs being the Sovereign Military Order of Malta. Okay. That's true today. Wow. All right. So they are a sovereign entity of international law and maintain diplomatic relations with well over 100 countries. They operate under the motto of defense of the faith and assistance to the poor. When you say sovereign, that means... They are their own country. Their own own country. It gets more interesting, though. Okay. Keep your stockings pulled up high. Maybe we should have pulled over already and buckled up. No, no. It's more fun with just the shoulder strap alone. So we're just like, woo! It's kind of like... I'm embracing my inner Jeep driver now. You got to keep it exciting. I like it. So okay. we've got the top off. We're yeah. Racing down the icy streets of Oklahoma City. Yeah. Bring it on. Woo! All that. Okay. Um, my inner conspiracy theorist mind screams there's more to this. Illuminati? Mm, no. Okay. Not, not fully to that degree because that's part of the misinformation campaign ah, to yes. to damage uh-huh. but there's there's got to be something else there their yes. stated focus is on providing humanitarian assistance and assisting with international humanitarian relations for which purpose it is something they do and and for which purpose they have permanent observer status at the United Nations General Assembly and they've had this since the mid 90s this is the same status that's held by the International Olympic Committee and the International Committee of the Red Cross. Mm-hmm. Now, the Knights of Malta have diplomatic relations around the globe. They enter into treaties. They issue their own passports, coins, postage stamps. What the heck? It gets more interesting still, keeping wow. all, keep all of this in mind. 
Um, they have two headquarters buildings in Rome, which enjoy extraterritoriality. That's a hell of a word to say. Yeah. Extraterritoriality, which is more or less than within Vatican City, like an embassy. Mm. Um, and then they do, of course, maintain embassies in other countries as well. Interesting. Now, if I understood correctly, and this is where things really start to spin out and get interesting to me. If I understood this correctly, their three principal officers are technically the only citizens of this sovereign thing. What? Though the order does have over 13,500 knights, dames, and auxiliary members. Oh my gosh. One of which, if I'm not mistaken, is a friend of mine. And he, sometime back, mentioned to me, not yet, but eventually, I'm going to recruit you. We'll to see. be a knight of Malta? It's a story. It's a something. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah, we'll talk more about that later. Um, the, where'd we go? So until the 1990s then, within their membership, to reach a one of the higher classes within it, you actually had to have proof of noble lineage, which is super suspect to me. You know, you can't even say sus. You need the whole word suspect. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Does Johnny Cash count? As lineage of nobility? Yes. Um, not to that club, but it might get you into Folsom Prison. <laughs> okay. The order employs, beyond this group, now the, the order employs about 42,000 doctors, nurses, auxiliaries and paramedics, Dang. they then assisted by an additional 80,000 volunteers operating in over 120 countries throughout wow. the world. Okay. Without distinction of ethnicity or religion, they assist everyone. They assist children, homeless, handicapped, elderly, the terminally ill, refugees, and lepers, because evidently that's still a thing. Leprosy is still a thing? Evidently. Evidently. They aid victims of natural disasters, epidemics, and war. They are funded by European governments, the United Nations, the European Union, foundations, public donors. They have an annual budget, at least that they would share, well in excess of 1.5 billion. Billion euros. Bill, billion euros, which okay. is what? Uh, two point something, I don't know, three somewhere uh, American dollars. It's a lot. Uh, a lot, but it's not, really. I mean, That's why not... I say I think there's a lot more going on than just what they've reported. Yeah, it's a lot of money for a nation who... Really... Made up of three people. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, has three people. Yeah. Now, for the life of me, as I look through all of this, I cannot figure out... And I've looked before. This isn't my first foray down this path. Because when a aforementioned friend said, hey, not yet... Someday. But someday I was like, what the hell is this thing? And I started looking and I I, I spent several hours and kind of overwhelmed myself. Um, it's the thing. But for the life of me, I can't figure out if this is just really simply an honest and good group mm -hmm. doing good things. If they're hiding something more sinister mm -hmm. or if they have embraced the ways of the world, they act in forms, mild forms of sinister activity, but for the ultimate means of facilitating the good that they are compelled to do. Yes. I don't know. Whatever it is, I do wish them a happy anniversary and hope that many people benefit from their activities. Yes. Wow. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't fully buckle up for right. that. Now, you wanted, you wanted a foot to fly out the door on a sharp corner, but right. then to hang on to the strap. And, exactly. Yeah. I'm so well educated on the Knights of Malta now. I can't 
could give a TED talk myself. Not yet. But maybe later when okay. I share the, the dirty part. Whoa. There's no dirty part. Oh. I'm just kidding. Okay. Um, the first of two trendings. This one won't seem like that big a deal to begin with. Okay. Tesla. Owned, of course, and operated by everyone's good friend, Elon Musk. Mm -hmm. So every every company has cash. Supposedly. Okay? Yeah. Every company has some cash. And they don't want to spend it, necessarily. No. They'd rather borrow yes. and keep cash free. That's part of how business works. Yeah. Um, if you went out and paid cash for everything, your rate of growth would be so slow, your competitors would bury you before you could say, either come here or sick them. Okay. So, they have, and Tesla's huge, the huge, huge, huge. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. They have recently invested $1.5 billion in Bitcoin. Now, that sounds like a lot of money, again. But in terms of the money invested as a percentage of their market cap, it's, it's really not a big deal. It's not even newsworthy. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, I took my extra, you know, whatever I have in my emergency fund and I bought Bitcoin or okay. something. Um, to Tesla, you're saying. Yeah. That, right. Nice. Okay. Now, what is interesting, though, here is, is that along with this investment, they've, they've also begun accepting Bitcoin as payment for the vehicles that they make. Is this the only company to do this? They the are the only company? major car manufacturer that's doing this. There are instances where a dealership here or there has done this, but this is a car manufacturer that's doing this. Okay. Um, this is, what's significant here is this is possibly the beginning of the normalization of cryptocurrency, paving the way for it to become a, a more transactional security and more readily used means of conducting business. That now, is, that's fascinating to me because in my mind, Bitcoin still feels imaginary. However, it well, seems like there's actual big money. It's, it's no more imaginary than is anybody now in the fiat system of money. Okay. Our U.S. dollars, though there are paper things assigned to it. It's what all pretend now. Yes. Yeah. So the nature, this is where things get whew, to think about. The nature of Bitcoin is such that it, it, it can't be controlled and manipulated, or at least not in the same ways that governments, corporations, and massively wealthy individuals have become accustomed to doing for these oh so many years now. Um, to the tune, even, and this has been this has been the public facing outcry from the existing banking systems. Now, appreciate or don't; it's your choice. But uh, you'd be wrong if you don't appreciate the fact that our our banking system, our monetary system, our banks, our all of that stuff. 
They love to yell out loud to the masses, we're here to protect you against money laundering mm. from all of these illegal enterprises. Mm. It's part of what we do. We're saving you, all of that. Well, that's bullshit. Mm -hmm. Because one, we know factually that they're all, over time, guilty of money laundering themselves in aiding these these people in mm -hmm. some way, shape, or form. Um, what they're really, they're, they're putting forth that statement because what they're really afraid of is losing control. Right. Yes, which they absolutely course. have. Yeah. And with Bitcoin, you, anybody can buy it, sell it, all of that. Yes. So yes, a, a drug dealer, oh, a drug dealer, grasp my pearls, clutch them tightly. Who could imagine there's still a drug dealer in this modern day of mm -hmm. peace and lack of savagery and horribleness? Shut up. The whole world is run by illicit activities. Everything else trails it. <laughs> That's just the truth. It's nothing to be depressed about. That's how it's always been. Yes. Um, yeah. So this removes identification. It removes tracking. You know, like right now, if you were to go to the bank and try to either deposit or withdraw $10,000, you realize there's a bit of a federal inquiry that goes uh -huh. on. It's kind of a thing. You don't yes. even own your own money. You, you can't just do with your money what you want. You do not own your own money. So, well, and go tear a dollar bill in half in front of a FEIC officer and see yourself fined or, and or arrested. It's defacing federal property, right? Somebody tore a $5 bill in half in our house here. Well, Who they tore it? a quarter of it off. I'm, yeah, you're right. It was a quarter. <laughs> you got four bucks left. I'm turning them into the federal authorities. This is, this is why all of this is really newsworthy beyond what it, it's probably recognized by, by most people. This... Wow, it's a potential to drastically reduce the amount of oversight and regulation that we find ourselves both, yeah, occasionally beneficiaries of, but quite often victims of. Mm -hmm. This could possibly be a, a very early move in the, the dawn of an age where a modicum of privacy and freedom is actually taken back by the people from the very old and very corrupt institutions. So it's interesting. It is interesting. If anybody could pull it off, crazy SpaceX, Elon Musk, name any baby names that the state won't approve of. Yep. Fella over there, he, he could get the ball rolling. Yep. If anyone could do it, it's him. All, All right. right. What's our number two? It's not nearly as long, but it's equally embarrassing. Wait, was this embarrassing about Bitcoin? Well, it's embarrassing for the government. Oh, okay. Well, something else that's trending is that in a opinion piece, I believe, published... You, you added that into the I, I did. I don't know if this is an opinion piece or not. I hope it is. Published before the Super Bowl, which took place over the weekend, the Washington Post has been triggered. Now, you said triggered, not me. No. They the said The article triggered? I read said they've been triggered. Triggered by Tampa Bay's mascot, the Buccaneers scolding anyone willing to listen about the dangers inherent in romanticizing ruthless cutthroats. I don't know if the Washington Post has ever read about history, but yeah. Buccaneers were not the only yeah. ruthless cutthroats. Weren't the Buccaneers the sort of like there was a government sanctioned There was pirates? a transitional. So you had straight up pirates and then you had Buccaneers slash privateers and yes, groups of those were Absolutely yes. sanctioned. Yes. And I think at least one of the resources that the writer referenced, the person had made the connection, uh, look, it's it's how everybody acted. And then the author went on to be like, well, that 
That doesn't make it okay, and we should... She basically is just trying to find more statues to topple. Here's, because that does something of value, right? Here's the thing that I need for everyone to understand. And I will bang this drum until I can't bang it no more. Okay. <laughs> just, that didn't, Got redneck on. That did not come out the way I thought. No, seriously, I will continue to beat this drum. And there's a hashtag. And this is an old hashtag from the beginning of the hashtag days. And the hashtag is all your faves are problematic. Yeah. And the truth is everything that you like and things that you don't like even, everything could have a kernel of problematicness in sure. it. Sure. And that's just called being a human. Indeed. And living amongst Indeed. other humans. Ask anybody who's ever been disenchanted, disenfranchised by the, of all things, church they attend. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everywhere where there's humans, there's going to be problems. Here's the thing, too. I recently was talking with AJR, 13-year-old, 7th grader, who's currently reading a one of the first major important dystopian YA young adult novels, Lois Lowry's uh, The Giver. Are you familiar? Do you remember no. this? It was, it was written in the early 90s, I feel like, so it may not have been in vogue to read when you and I were children. Not in Chandler. <laughs> You just reveal to everyone your hometown. I, I think gonna, I've said that before. Everyone's going to steal your freaking Do they identity. know Chandler where? Is it Chandler, Arizona? <laughs> what? Kyle's exotic. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, in The Giver, a society is formed called Sameness. That's literally the name of the community. Where, guess what? There's no pain, no suffering, no mm. sorrow. No one is ever offended. Everything. Thank you, George Orwell. <laughs> Everything is, well, same. But there's also no happiness, no thrill, no exhilaration. Everything is just midline. And I was reminded as she and I were talking about this novel that in order to be able to fully experience life, there have to be things that cause us pain, cause us suffering. You need contrast. Contrast, yes, exactly. And when I think about an, the idea of having a an experience as a human of everything being completely sanitized and completely palatable to every single person, it makes me want to weep. Yeah. Is is somebody going to be offended by the idea of pirating and buccaneers? Certainly. There's a, you can be, choose to be offended about so many things if you yep. just wake up and live your life, even in the confines of your own home, you can be offended. But it is the contrast that these things that um, uh, offend our sensibilities the fact that we even get to have sensibilities. Right. In order to have sensibilities that enjoy something, you take the risk of your sensibilities being offended. And to me, it is worth the risk. If you right. don't like the Buccaneers, don't support the Buccaneers. That's fine. Well, and here's here's a perspective, and I'm not saying this trying to bring in... I'm just using this as an example. Okay. Um, we had in our country a very horrific, bloody civil war. Yes. Over the case of slavery. Mm -hmm. Would how how would we view all of that were it not such a pinnacle moment? Right. Were it not such a polarized opinion where something horrific had to occur to sort out the direction things would go? How many how many who gives a shit decisions do you remember from history? Well, that wasn't one of them, and we all remember it. Right. And it, it leaves a lasting, shaping impression on people going forward. Yes. I promise you, without the activities of piracy, buccaneers, privateers, all of that, the new world 
that we now live in would be nothing right. like it is now. Right. Who knows who would have won had yeah. everybody been freely able to transport goods through that region at the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So even even in the instance, I don't know, maybe maybe I'm juvenile to try to convince myself that even through the worst of instances of whatever, that perhaps there is a higher power still at work able to use even pirates, even whatever else. And if you can grasp that, then it doesn't feel quite so pants-shittingly terrible that somebody behaved in a way that we wouldn't behave today. Right. Yeah, exactly. Maybe what they did was necessary for that moment. Yeah. I'm definitely, I, I am certainly as a student of literature and the humanities, yes. I'm appreciative of the evolutions that culture undergoes. That's a real thing. But the idea of just sanitizing every single thing to the point where absolutely no one is offended is to absolutely just go and set fire to anything that was ever art or anything that was ever provocative that I don't know. And I, I mean, far be it from me to defend the NFL in any way. It's not my... It isn't even about not, the NFL. This is not a thing that... Uh, that particular thing is not a hill I'm going to die on. I'm just saying, like, the bigger picture here is what is alarming to me, is that, yeah, like, all your faves are po problematic. And what does that mean? If you don't want to be problematic, you just can't have favorites yeah. anymore. You can't enjoy it. Nope, no enjoyment. Sorry. So... Go yeah. go have your non-interesting life, sorry. <laughs> yes. Go live in a Lois Lowry novel. And maybe that's part of what's happened and why now we have to, everyone has to lose their mind every five minutes. There's nothing interesting in their own life anymore, so they have to find something to gripe maybe about. Maybe that's it. I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know. I have a lot, of a, a lot of big feels around all of that, and I'm, honestly, I'm quite in favor of pirates. Piracy. They still exist today, and not the not, not the, the ones, not the good kind, not the ones. <laughs> I'm not talking about the ones around whatever international waters of actual still ship robbery and bad things. I'm talking about piracy as the form of of business. Yes, That's everywhere. It's Absolutely. never ended. Yeah. Every time, every time somebody comes in to begin to regulate, yep. the piracy. Well. Some stay behind mm -hmm. and continue to do that because they're they're tired. They're not up for a new venture. Yeah. But there will always be new pirates doing new things. Mm -hmm. Right now, if we live long enough to recognize it in the future, right now, Facebook was a pirate. Yeah. But now we're getting too civilized, hopefully, to tolerate that shit a whole lot longer. And... It will, be, it will still exist. It will be increasingly regulated over time, all of that. Um, there will be somewhere new to go, just like um, Enron. They were absolutely pirates. Things crumbled and fell away. Now, everything they did is still being done today. It's yeah. just being done under this regulated format. So it's legal so long as you operate like the old Italian mafia and let the, the higher up dip their beak. That's true. Just don't let them catch you on tax fraud. That's right. That's one of the few ones. Well, I think you're fine until the tax fraud's the thing. Like, everybody's going to commit it at that level. Yeah. And then it's just out there. So don't don't piss somebody else off because they can always come back and get you for that obvious one that everybody's got, that old Willie Nelson tax fraud. That's right. That old 
Al Scarface Capone tax fraud. You know it. All of them. It's always lurking around the corner. That's at least how I view the world. It's probably completely wrong, and everyone's angry, and they have... First, they unsubscribed, and then they resubscribed under a new name so they could make hateful commentary. <laughs> I thought you were going to say so they could just unsubscribe again. Well, that too. Say, That's hateful over. commentary, then unsubscribe again. Yes. I, unsub I canceled you twice in one day. <laughs> If it made someone feel better to cancel us twice in one day, I would feel like we yeah. served our purpose. Just own it. Yes. Let us celebrate it with you. Yes. Own it. That's right. Call yourself, if your name is is Bethany 5, call yourself Bethany 6 the next time. Just <laughs> keep it sequential so we can appreciate. Yes. Ooh, look. Susie got seven of them today. She's been busy. Thank COVID for all the free time. We should shift gears before I dig too deeply into a hole. It's time for Whirl. Watch, read, listen, life, style. Yeah. Um, I don't even know what I started to watch last night because I blacked out and fell asleep. I thankfully, for me, not necessarily for you, I was fast asleep by the time you even came to bed. And I say thankfully because that little little uh, chunk of hours between roughly 9.30 and midnight. Yep. Was the most solid sleep I got last night. It's true. So I don't it's know true. what you were watching. The Gus was non-cooperative. Yes. Well, he was cooperating with his own way, maybe. Well, and with his own desire. Yeah. Yes. So it's his favorite way. Yes. To read. How do we say Henry Nowen? Henry Nowen? I don't know. I'm not even sure I spelled it right. Yes. It's a thing. At least, the, at the very least, the Catholics amongst the Awesome Today fam will know who this is. Maybe. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. But other people who like to read spiritual... Like there's lapsed Catholics too, okay? Uh, okay, lapsed Catholics. And new Catholics. Okay, I'm just saying. Oh, it was Catholic, you so... You anti-Catholic. And then other people who like to read the sort of like spiritual memoirists and, and thought leaders and essayists would know who... And Henri Nguyen. Um, that feels excessive. You got, just, you got silly with it there. Somebody, Are you okay? No, somebody tell okay? us. Do you I need went, a drink? I need somebody, okay? somebody pick up Voxer, send me a message with the correct pronunciation. I Send an audio file. Don't make us try to read phonetically. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Voxer, get on here and tell me how it goes. Okay. Anyway, one of the books that he wrote is called The Return of the Prodigal Son. Yes. Now, my spiritual director has mentioned this book more than a handful of times in the past. Mm -hmm. And at the completion of... The last thing I went through, um, I've wrestled to find something new. He's continued to softball this one out there. And so I grabbed it up. I read it. We, I made Meg come in this morning and I read, we only made it through the prologue, which isn't short. Mm. And it has been so affirming to so many of the other things that we've been digesting yes. lately. Yes. Very powerful. Um, mm -hmm. I, don't think it would matter what perspective you're coming from. I think you would enjoy um, what he relates ultimately is you have you have an ancient biblical story that's mm -hmm. in then recreated on canvas by Rembrandt mm -hmm. and then how that has impacted him. And, and I think his original viewing of it was in the was it the early mid 80s? Yes, that's right. Um, and he kind of talks talks through it. It's it's very powerful, even if you hate religion, but you're an art fan, I think you would appreciate yes. this. Because, the again, the artwork is based on a, a 
religious story. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it, I, th- I think it's going to be outstanding, and I hope I'm not celebrating it too much too early. But like I said even just through the prologue, that's that's been really solid. I cried multiple times just during the prologue. Yep. So yes. I'm glad you picked that up. I'm looking forward to exploring it more with you. Right on. If you like reading and you like listening to things, can I tell you to go ahead and tune in to this coming week's, this coming Friday's new episode of Sort of Awesome. Okay. Do I get paid every time you advertise that show on my show? <laughs> yes. <laughs> They're both your show. Yes. <laughs> uh, this week's Sort of Awesome is going to be about... The- Pay yourself. Write yourself a check. Okay. The overlap between the Enneagram and your reading habits, your reading life. Mm. Got to record with our newest Sort of Awesome regular. Her name's Katie Proctor. She's going to be talking to me throughout the year about books and reading stuff. And so we are talking about the Enneagram and books and reading. And Is she a doctor? No. Could we call her Dr. Proctor? Yes, yes, okay. we can. I'm a fan of Dr. Proctor. Rhymey things. Dr. Like Proctor back on Sorta Awesome. Um, she's not a doctor, everyone. Um, but it's going to be a good is she? one. We just recorded it today. I'm super excited about it. So that's a read and a listen. I'm afraid, I don't, I'm afraid to know what my supposed personality type would tell me about myself. I'm already a little terrified at how I read. You read a lot, though, don't you? I read you know a lot. You, you know what you don't read much of? The newspaper. Fiction. Oh, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. <laughs> Zing. No, but seriously, when was the last time you picked up a fiction? You used to read a lot of fiction. When I you did. Were a kid, a I did. Man, it's been a while. Mm, it's been a, a decade, while. I would say it's possible. Um, yeah, I haven't had many plane flights lately, and that's usually when exactly. I pick up fiction. Exactly. But so that it's just interesting to me because you read literally all day long, but it is like you are. It's a steady stream of. Facts and learning and well, so expanding your mind and here's here's the way I approach it. Yeah, is that I will I will gluttonously indulge yeah. whatever reading I'm doing until I just can't stand to read anymore. So there'd be no point in reading, but I do need respite and I do need a break, and so I often rely on some frivolous YouTuber. Yeah who's talking about cigars or jeeps or whatever, and so that would be my. Yeah. My entertainment reading. I even occasionally watch YouTube gamers play a game that I would play if I still had my gaming computer that I gave to my kids that they broke. That was a lot. <laughs> yes, but in, in case anybody can't remember, or you're new to Awesome Today, Kyle's in Enneagram 5, known for their uh, intellectual pursuits. It's not to say I'm intellectual. It's just that that's how I try to pursue things. Honey, honey you are highly intellectual. I don't, um, I don't know. I feel sometimes like I might be intellectual. <laughs> intellectual. It's the German for dumbass. <laughs> I hardly think that's the case. Hey, lifestyle. What you got? Lifestyle. Well, I have one lifestyle story. Okay. Not, not too long ago in a land very near. We were, we decided, hey, you know what? Sometimes water gets boring to drink. What would it be like if we put a drop of consumable peppermint essential oil in there? The consumable kind. Yeah. You can't just do any of those. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not going to say the other part. I was going to say that's a whole different trail. Okay. Um, yeah. And we did have it. And so we put a single drop in a giant glass of ice water. And it was Powerful. It's potent. Gus, young Nico Gus, 
came over, as is often his practice, handed his passy to his mother because he likes her to dip it into the ice water yes. for them, him to then enjoy the <laughs> cooling the sensation. Cooling sens- it was more cooling sensation than he was ready for. He dropped the passy. He opened his mouth, hung his tongue out, and while he was going, uh, uh, he wiped his sleeve across his tongue repetitively because it was too much peppermint for the milk drinker. So, as a lifestyle practice, you may or may not want to try that with your own kids. I hope that breaks his habit of mooching off of right? whatever I have in my glass. That'll, that'll teach you. He's such a mooch. Um, I feel like there was other lifestyles to be mentioned. We're preparing for a possible upcoming return of the ice apocalypse. It is terrible. The wind chills have been in the tens. You and I both scrambled today to basically be like, what if we can't leave the house for the rest of the week? What does it look like? We still don't have a washing machine. Thank goodness the wash and fold was open today. Got that done. Got all the groceries bought. Yeah. So long as we don't lose power. Yeah. Probably wasn't the best move. Should have gotten canned goods. At least sardines. <laughs> no, why didn't you give me these sardines? Um, at Do least... they have them, Sam's? No, they don't. You got to buy like a flat of them? <laughs> flat of sardines. Happy Valentine's just, Day. You, you buy the flat and they just give you a, a, a fishing net and a ticket to a coastal place. Yes. Get them your damn self. That's right. Um, the good news is if we lose power this time, the good news for the food in our fridge and freezer is it's going to be literally freezing. Yeah. So we can just put our food on the backboard. Yep. Or just open the back door. Yes. That would suck, though. I'll anyway. tell you what sucks with all of this is there will be no cigar smoking. Yeah. We don't smoke them inside. No. Nope. And it's way too cold. Yep. So we're taking a, pushing a pause on the cigar yes. enjoyments. And a positive note, the Jeep has performed quite well. Yes, indeed. Ice can't stop her. Can't stop it. Did we decide on a name? Not entirely. Okay. We are... We liked, we liked Anne Bonnie, Bonnie Lass. We liked that whole pirate theme. Yeah. We also liked Lola, Lolita, that, that combination. I'm leaning towards perhaps calling her Lola, but knowing that in fact her, no, her real full name is Lolita Esperanza. Oh, okay. Or was it Espinosa? Esperanza. Esperanza. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. We're getting closer. We're getting closer. Okay, that's good. So far, she still answers to just, hey. Yeah, that's true. So that works. That works, that works. All right, is that everything? I believe it is. Very well. Then, I guess, have an awesome today, would you? Please do. Bye-bye. Bye. A ship that was used by pirates was called a pirate ship. A car used by a thief is not called a thief car. This seems inequitable. Find Awesome Today and Sorta Awesome Media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and literally everywhere podcasts are found. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.